Section 7 of The Vertical City. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Lisa Reichert. The Vertical City by Fanny Hurst. Section 7. The Vertical City. Part 1. In the most vertical city in the world, men have run up their dreams and their ambitions into slim skyscrapers that seem to exclaim at the audacity of the mere mortar that sustains them. Minarets appear almost to tamper with the stars, towers to impale the moon. There is one fifty-six-story Rococo castle, built from the five-and-ten-cent store earnings of a merchant prince, that shoots upward with the beautiful rush of a Roman candle. Any Manhattan sunset against a sky that looks as if it might give to the poke of a finger, like a dainty woman's pink flesh, there marches a silhouetted caravan of tower, dome, and the astonished crests of office buildings. All who would see the sky must gaze upward between these rockets of frenzied architecture, which are as beautiful as the terrific can ever be beautiful. In the vertical city there are no horizons of infinitude to rest the eyes. Rather, little breakfast napkins of it showing between walls and up through areaways. Sometimes even a lunch cloth of five, six, or maybe sixty hundred stars, or a bit of daylight blue with a call of sunshine across, hoisted there as if run up a flagpole. It is well in the vertical city if the eyes and the heart have a lift to them, because, after all, these bits of cut-up infinitude, as many shaped as cookies, even when seen from a tenement window and to the accompaniment of a crick in the neck, are as full of mysterious alchemy over men's hearts as the desert sky or the sea sky. That is why, up through the wells of men's walls, one glimpse of sky can twist the soul with, oh, the bitter, the sweet ache that lies somewhere within the heart's own heart, curled up there like a little protozoa. That is, if the heart and the eyes have a lift to them. Marilyn's had... Marilyn, how to convey to you the dance of her, the silver Scheherazade of poplar leaves when the breeze is playful? No, she was far nimbler than a leaf tugging at its stem. A young fawn on the brink of a pool startled at himself. Yes, a little, because Marilyn's head always had a listening look to it, as if for a message that never quite came through to her. From where, Marilyn didn't know and didn't know that she didn't know. Probably that accounted for a little pucker that could sometimes alight between her eyes. Scarcely a shadow, rather the shadow of a shadow. A lute played in a western breeze? Once a note of music, not from a lute, however, but played on a cheap harmonica, had caught Marilyn's heart in a little ecstasy of palpitations, but that doesn't necessarily signify. Zephyr with a roar a playing? Laughter holding both his sides? How Marilyn, had she understood it, would have kicked the high hat off of such Miltonic phrasing. Ah, she was like herself. And yet if there must be found a way to convey her to you more quickly, let it be one to which Marilyn herself would have dipped a bow. She was like nothing so much as unto a whole two dollars worth of little five-cent toy balloons held captive in a sea breeze, and tugging towards some ozonic beyond in which they had never swum, yet strained so naturally toward. That was it. 
a whole two dollars worth of tugging balloons red blue orange green silver jerking in hollow-sided collisions and one fat-faced pink one for ten cents with a smile painted on one side and a tear on the other and what if i were to tell you that this phantom of a delight of a marilyn whose hair was a sieve for sun and whose laughter a streamer of it had had a father who had been shot to death on the underslinging of a freight car in one of the most notorious prison getaways ever recorded and whose mother but never mind right here it doesn't matter to the opening of this story because marilyn with all her tantalizing capacity for paradox while every inch a part of it all was not at all a part of it for five years she who had known from infancy the furtive broad street of some of the vertical city's most notorious aliases and gang names and who knew almost by baptism of fire that there were shortcuts to an easier and weightier wage envelope had made buttonholes from eight until five on the blue denim pleat before it was stitched down the front of men's blue denim shirts at sweet sixteen she whose mother had borne her out of wed well anyway at sweet sixteen like the maiden in the saying she had never been kissed nor at seventeen but at eighteen it was this way steve turner getaway as the quick lingo of the street had him liked her too well i firmly believe though that if in the lurid heat-lightning of so stormy a career as getaways the beauty of peace and the beauty of beauty ever found moment marilyn nestled in that brief breathing space somewhere deep down within the noisy cabaret of getaway's being his eyes which had never done anything of the sort except under stimulus of the horse-radish which he ate in quantities off quick lunch counters could smart to tears at the thought of her and over the emotions which she stirred in him and which he could not translate he became facetious idiotically so slim and supine as the bamboo cane he invariably affected he would wait for her sometimes all of the six worka evenings of the week until she came down out of the grim iron door of the shirt factory where she worked his one hip flung out bamboo cane bent almost double and in his further zeal to attitudinize one finger screwing up furiously at a vacant upper lip this was a favorite comedy mannerism screwing at where a moustache might have been get away she would invariably admonish with her reproach all in the inflection and with the bluest blue in her eyes he had ever seen outside of a bisque doll's the peculiar joy then of linking her sweetly resisting arm into his of folding over each little finger so until there were ten tendrils at the crotch of his elbow and his heart of tilting his straw katie forward with his importance of this possession so that the back of his head came out in a bulge and his hip and then of walking off with her so ah yes so marilyn who had the mysterious little jerk in her laugh of a very young child getaway you're the biggest case getaway wild to amuse her further hocus pocus salamagundi i smell the blood of an ice cream sundae marilyn hands to her hips and her laughter full of the jerks getaway stop your monkey shines the cop has his eye on you getaway sobered come on 
therein lay some of the wonder of her freshet laughter because to marilyn a police officer was not merely a uniformed mentor of the law designed chiefly to hold up traffic for her passing and with his nightstick strike security into her heart as she hurried home of short wintry evenings a little procession of him and his equally dread brother the plain-clothesman had significantly patrolled the days of her childhood once her mother who had come home from a shopping expedition with the inside pocket of her voluminous cape full of a harvest of the sheerest of baby things to match marilyn's blonde loveliness batiste a whole bolt of brussels lace had bitten the thumb of a policeman until it hung because he had surprised her horribly by stepping in through the fire escape as she was unwinding the brussels lace another time from her mother's trembling knee she had seen her father in a crowded courtroom standing between two uniforms four fingers peeping over each of his shoulders a uniform had shot her father from the underpinnings of the freight car her mother had died with the phantom of one marching across her delirium even opposite the long narrow and exceedingly respectable rooming-house in which she now dwelt a uniform had stood for several days lately contemplatively there was a menacing flicker of them almost across her eyeballs so close they lay to her experience and yet how she could laugh when getaway made a feint toward the one on her beat straightening up into exaggerated decorum as the eye of the law noting his approach focused get away said marilyn hop-skipping to keep up with him now why has old deddy got his eye on you nowadays here getaway flung his most yankee doodle dandy manner collapsing inward on his extremely thin waistline arms akimbo his step designed to be a mincing one and his voice as soprano as it could be you don't know the half of it dearie i've been slapping granny's wrist just like that but somehow the laughter had run out of marylyn's voice get away she said stopping on the sidewalk so that when he answered his face must be almost level with hers you're up to something again i'm up to snuff he said and gyrated so that the bamboo cane looped a circle she almost cried as she looked at him so swift was her change of mood her lips trembling with the quiver of flesh that has been bruised. "'Oh, get away,' she said, "'get away,' and pushed him aside that she might walk on. He did not know, nor did she for that matter, the rustling that was all of a sudden through her voice, but it was almost one of those moments when she could make his eyes smart. But what he said was, "'For the love of God, who's dead?' "'Me, in here,' she said very quickly, and placed her hand to her flimsy blouse where her heart beat under it what do you mean dead just dead sometimes as if something inside of me that can't get out had, had just curled up and croaked the walk from the shirt factory where marylyn worked to the long lean house in the long lean street where she roomed smelled of unfastidious bedclothes airing on window-sills of garbage-cans that repulsed even high-legged cats of petty tradesmen who mysteriously enough with aerial clotheslines flapping their perpetually washings worked and sweated and even slept in the same sour garments facing her there on these sidewalks of slops and the unprivacy of stoops swarming with enormous young mothers and puny old children 
getaway with a certain fox pointiness out in his face squeezed her arm until she could feel the bite of his elaborately manicured fingernails marry me marilyn he said and you'll wear diamonds in spite of herself his bay-rummed nearness was not unpleasant to her cut it out here get away she said through a blush he hooked her very close to him by the elbow and together they crossed through the crash of a street bifurcated by elevated tracks you hear marilyn he shouted above the din marry me and you'll wear diamonds get away you're up to something again what do you mean diamonds on your twenty a week it can't be done his gaze lit up with pointiness i tell you marilyn i can promise you headlights how never you bother your little head how okay though how getaway oh clean if that's what's worrying you clean cut it is worrying me saw one on a little jane yesterday out to belmont racetrack a fist load for a little trick like her and sparkle say every time that little jane daubed some whitewash on her little nose she gave that grandstand the squints that's what i'm gonna do sparkle you up with a diamond engagement ring oh boy how's that a diamond engagement ring oh get away she said with her hand on the flutter of her throat and closing her eyes as if to imprison the vision against her lids a pure white one with lots of fire dancing around it and little marilyn who didn't want to want it actually kissed the bare dot on her left ring finger where she could feel the burn of it and there in the crowded street where he knew he was surest of his privacy with her he stole a kiss off that self-same finger too i'll make their eyes hang out on their cheeks like grapes when they see you coming along marilyn i love them because they're so clear and clean mountain water that's been filtered through pebbles pebbles is right i'm gonna dike you out in one as big as a pebble and poils say they're what cost the spondulicks a guy showed me a string of little ones no bigger than pimples know what that little string could knock the three spots out of a thousand dollar bond i mean bill it was then that something flashed out of mary lynn's face a shade might have been lowered a candle blown out get away she said with a quick little dig of fingers into his forearm you're up to something snuff i said what did you mean by that word bond who built a high fence around the word bond bonds all that stuff in the newspapers about these messengers disappearing out of wall street with bonds getaway are you mixed up in that getaway well i like that i had you doped out for fair and warmer today the weather prophet didn't predict no brainstorm that's not answering well what do you know miss sherlock holmes finds a corkscrew in the wine cellar and is sore because it's crooked getaway answer what do you want me to answer fairy lynn that i'm the mastermind behind the it worries me so you up in monkey's room so much lately you think i don't know it i do all the comings and goings up there muggs towers sneaking up to monkey's room in that messenger boy's suit he keeps wearing all the time now he's no more messenger boy than i am get away tell me you and muggs up in monkey's room so often footsteps up there yours gaw almighty 
now it's my footsteps i know them up in monkey's room right over mine i know how you sneak up there evenings after you leave me it don't look nice you going into the same house where i live getaway even if it isn't to see me it don't look right from the outside nobody can ever say i wanted to harm a hair of your little head i even look the other way when i pass your door that's the kind of a modest violet i am it's not that but the looks that's the reason i'll bet if the truth's known why monkey squirmed himself into that room over mine to hide your comings and goings as if they was to see me nothing of the kind everything up there worries me so monkey's room right over mine my ceiling so full of soft footsteps that frighten me i know your footsteps get away just as well as anything the ball of your foot squeak the ball of your foot squeak well that's a good one the ball of me foot squeak everybody tiptoeing mugs somebody's stocking feet monkeys steps that aren't honest all on my ceiling monkey never ought to have rented a room in a respectable house like mrs grenady's nobody but genteel young fellows holdin down genteel jobs ever had that room before monkey passin himself off as mr james pollard or whatever it is he calls himself just for the cover of a respectable house or of me for all i know you could a knocked me down with a feather the first time i met him in the hall if i did right i'd squeal you would like hell of course i wouldn't but with mrs grenady trying to run a respectable house only the right kind of young fellows and girls room in there it's not fair monkey getting his nose into a house like that and hatching god knows what getaway what do you keep doing up in that room all hours you and all the pussyfooters that's the thanks a fellow gets for letting the straight word like mary slip between his teeth that's the thanks a fellow gets for honest-to-god intentions for trying to get his girl out of a shirt factory and dyke her out in but getaway if i was only sure it's all straight well if that's all you think of me all your big gun talk about the ring of course i i'd like it how would a girl help liking it but only if it's on the level getaway you see i hate to act suspicious all the time but all your new silk shirts and and now the new checked suit and all it don't match up with your twenty-dollar job in the wall street haberdashery then getaway threw out one of his feints of mock surprise didn't i tell you fairylin well what do you know about that i didn't tell her and me thinkin' i did what getaway what why i'm not workin' there any more why gallmighty couldn't have pleased that old screwdriver he was so tight the dimes in his pocket used to mildew from layin he got sore as a pup at me one day just because i getaway you never told me you lost that job that i got for you out of the newspaper i didn't lose it marilyn i heard it when it fell jobs is like vaccination they take or they don't they never take with you getaway don't you believe it i'm on one now a job ah not the way you mean me and a guy got a business proposition on if it goes through i'll buy you a marriage license engraved on solid gold what is it then the proposition can't you trust me marilyn for a day or two until it goes through sometimes just talking about it is enough to put the jinx on a good thing you mean i mean i'm going to have money in my pockets what kind of money 
Real money. Honest money? Honest to God money. And I'm going to dike you out. That's my idea. Pink. That's the color for you. A pink sash and slippers and one of them hats that show your yellow hair right through it. And a lace umbrella and... And streamers on the hat. I've always been crazy for streamers on a hat. Red, white, and blue ones. No, just pink. Wide ones to dangle it like a basket. And slippers with real diamond buckles. What do you mean, getaway? How can you give me real diamond shoe buckles? There you go again. Didn't you promise to trust me in my new business proposition? I do, only you've had so many. You do, only. Yeah, you do, only you don't. I, you see, getaway, I know how desperate you can be when you're cornered. I'll never forget how you, you nearly killed a cop once. Oh, getaway, when I think back, that time you got into such trouble with. Leave it to a woman, by Jove, to spoil a fellow's good name, if she has to rub her fingers in old soot to do it. I, I guess it is just seeing so much around me all the time that it's in me so to suspect. Oh, it's in you all right. God Almighty knows that. You see, it's because I've seen so much all my life. That's why it's been so grand these last years since I'm alone and away from it. Nothing to fear. My own little room and my own little job, and me not getting heart failure every time I recognize a plain clothesman on the beat, or hear a nightstick on the sidewalk jerk me out of my sleep. Get away. Don't do anything bad. You had one narrow escape. You're fingerprinted. Headquarters wouldn't give you the benefit of a doubt if there was one. Don't get away. Yeah, stay straight and you'll stay lonesome. Money wouldn't make no difference with me anyway, if everything else wasn't all right. Nothing can be pink to me, even if it is pink, unless it's honest. That's why I hold back, getaway. There's things in you I can't trust. Yeah, fine chance of you holding back if I was to come rolling up to your door in a six-cylinder. I tell you no. If I was that way, I wouldn't be holding down the same old job at the factory. I know plenty of boys who turn over easy money. Too easy. Then marry me, Marilyn, and you'll wear diamonds. In a couple of days, when this goes through, this deal with the fellows, oh, honest deal, if that's what you're opening your mouth to ask, I can stand up beside you with money in my pockets. Twenty bucks to the pastor, just like that. Then you can pick out another job, and I'll hold it down for you. Bet your life I will. Oh, here, Marilyn, this way, quick. Get away. Why did you turn down this street so all of a sudden? This isn't my way home. It's only a block out of the way. Come on, don't stand gassin'. You thought that fellow on the corner of Dock Street might be a plain clothesman. What if I did? Want me to go up and kiss him? Why should you care, Getaway? Don't. But... Don't believe in hugging the law, though. It's enough when it hugs you. I want to go home, Getaway. Come on, I'll buy you some supper. Steak and French fries and some French pastry with a cherry on top for your little sweet tooth. That's the kind of a regular guy I am. No, I want to go home. All right, all right. I'm taking you there, ain't I? Straight. Oh, you'll go straight, if you can't go that way anywhere but home. They trotted the little detour in silence, the corners of her mouth wilting. He would have declared, had he the words like a field-flower in the hands of a picnicker. Marilyn could droop that way, so suddenly and so whitely, that almost a second could blight her. 
"'Now you're mad, ain't you?' he said, ashamed to be so quickly conciliatory, and trying to make his voice great. "'No, Getaway, not mad, only, I guess, sad.' She stopped before her rooming-house. It was as long and as lean and as brown as a witch, and, to the more fanciful, something even of the riding of a broom in the straddle of the doorway, with an empty flagpole jutting from it. And then there was the cat, too, not a black one with gold eyes, just one of the city's myriad of mackerel ones, with chewed ear and skilful crouch for the leap from ash to garbage can. I'm going in now, Getaway. Go on, get into your blue dress and I'll blow you to supper. Not tonight. Mad? No, I said only... Sad? No, tired, I guess. Please, Marilyn. No, some other time. When? Tomorrow? It's Saturday. Coney? Oh. He thought he detected the flash of a dimple. He did. Remember, she was very young, and being fanciful enough to find the witch in the face of her rooming-house, the waves at Coney Island, peanut-cluttered as they were apt to be, told her things, silly, unrepeatable things, nonsense things, little secret goose-flushing things, prettinesses, and then the shoot-the-shoots, that ecstatic leap of heart to lips, and the feeling of folly down at the very pit of her. Marilyn did like the shoot-the-shoots. All right, Getaway, tomorrow, Coney. He did not conceal his surge of pleasure, grasping her small hand in his. Good girly. Good night, Getaway, she said, but with the inflection of something left unsaid. He felt the unfinished intonation, like a rocket that had never dropped its stick, and started up the steps after her. What is it, Marilyn? Nothing, she said, and ran in. The window in her little rear room, with the zigzag of fire escape across it, was already full of dusk. She took off her hat, a black straw with a little pink cotton rose on it, and rubbing her brow, where it had left a red rut, sat down beside the window. There were smells there from a city bouquet of frying foods, from a pool of old water near a drain-pipe, from the rear of a butcher-shop, slops, noises, too, babies, traffic, whistles, oaths, barterings, women, strife, life. On her very own ceiling the whisper of footsteps, of restless comings and goings, stealthy comings and goings, and then, after an hour, suddenly and ever so softly, the ball of a foot, squeak, the ball of a foot, squeak. Marilyn knew that step, and yet she sat, quiet. A star had come out, Looking up at the napkin of sky let in through the walls of the vertical city, Marilyn had learned to greet it almost every clear evening. It did something for her. It was a little voice, a little kiss, a little upside-down pool of light without a spill. A little of herself up there in that beyond, that little napkin of beyond that her eyes had the lift to see. End of The Vertical City Part 1 